Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Star Potential, brought to you by We Stream FM. Of course, as usual, I'm not on my own today. I am joined by the beautiful Kurt Dog. Hello, sir. How are you? Beautiful Kurt Dog. What a what a welcome. Thank you very much, Matt. I'm good. How are you? I'm reasonable. I'm all right. I'm good. Thank you. I've I've, I've literally gone up through the ranges there, haven't I? Yeah. It's like changing <laughs> yeah. gear in a car. That escalated quickly. It did escalate very quickly. Uh, talking of escalating quickly, uh, Dupe, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, sir. That wasn't a, a euphemism for anything. It's just that that is your one of your Twitch alerts, I believe. You've got that wrong. It's actually uh, my my old partner in crime, Teach FM. It was Teach. It. I I could never tell. I could never tell. <laughs> oh well. Thing is, because you stream so often together, I don't know whose is whose. So we could. Check, we, we could we could change that for you if we like. It's okay. I think there's other bigger news that that will will allow to disseminate. I'm just making words up here. Anyway, Teach, how are you? I'm feeling a little less special, you know. I'm Kurt, sorry. Got the, the beautiful Kurt dog, and I got Teach. How are you? Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. you know. Okay. Okay. Let me, right. We'll read. We'll do this. Okay. Roll the it majestic back. Roll it back. Teach. Oh, I, I'm marvelous. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling on a pedestal. Thank you very much. I've put you up there. Don't worry. We can Thank take you. you back down, though. You will, I'm so sure. just behave. <laughs> and rounding off this marvellous trio, we have the... Oh, what, what adjective can I use to describe? Uh, he's from Wolverhampton. Dave, how are you doing? <laughs> Saving the best till last. I'm very well, thank you. Well, th- we try. We try to save the best till last. Unfortunately, we've got no one left. So, uh, yeah, about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to denounce you straight away, but never mind. Uh, How has our week on Twitch been? I I don't know who to start with. There's so much news from this week. Who do I start with? Oh, oh, we'll start with Dave. Get the bad news out of the way first. (laughs) Brilliant. So uh, if anyone's been tuning in, I've been doing a PSG save and really attempt, well, got the idea from Teach really, and I was attempting to win the Champions League, obviously with the updated transfers. And we, to be fair, we did really, really well. We got very, very little losses throughout the whole season and we got all the way to the Champions League semi-final where in the end we were thrashed by Atletico Madrid. Uh, We could still get a a, a treble, a league and the domestic cup treble, but... I mean, now we lost the Champions League. I don't think there's much fun left in it, if I'm honest. I I don't know how you failed to win it with PSG. <laughs> it's just one of them. I, don't, I actually don't know how I didn't, to be honest. Oh, well, better look. Well, is there going to be a next time or are you done? Uh, No comment at the moment. <laughs> at least you didn't get sacked. That's uh, true. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Every cloud. <laughs> Oh dearie me! And, and next on the list, I think Kurt Dog. I was uh, I was in Dave's stream when he got beat by Atletico, and he was he was proper proper rustled there. He was not happy man. <laughs> too many playmakers. Too many playmakers. <laughs> um, but yeah, for myself, uh, my Chelsea save came to. Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to say it's a disappointing end. I mean, I set out with the goal of the last season to win the league. Um, I hadn't won the league for the two seasons previous and winning the league was our primary aim. As it happened, we got towards the end of the season and I was still in all three trophies. I was still in the, the Premier League race. Uh, I was still in the FA Cup and still in the Champions League. As it turned out, we won the Premier League uh, 
uh, quite comfortably in the end. Won the FA Cup, beating Man City in the final, which was really, really good. And then we played Man United in the Champions League final. So the very last game, the final game of the entire series, and we got beat in the Champions League final. So it took some of the gloss off of what should have been um, a, you know, a, a, a fruitful season. I mean, I for one, I, I'm not angry. I am disappointed, though. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. But the thing was, I'd, there was no going back to it. I'd, I'd, I'd been saying all along this was the last season, this was the last season. And uh, after losing the Champions League final, there was a tiny little part of me that thought, well, we can get one more season out of this. We can win the Champions League back. But I thought, no, I'm a man of my word. I said I was going to quit, and I, I hit that resign button straight after the Champions League final. It was such an it was such an epic final. Hazard getting getting a goal in that last minute. I mean, literally, I think it was ninety three minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah. So and, yeah. Uh, so they. I can't remember. Did we go one nil up? Or I think I, th- I think you went one nil up and come the come the ninetieth minute you were two one down. We had a man sent um, off as well. You, had, you were a man down as well. And uh, you managed to win, apparently, in literally what must have literally been the very last kick of the game. And at that point, it was like, this is on. It is on. And well, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad you remember, because to be honest, for me, it was all a blur. <laughs> that, those wow. last few minutes were all a blur of just, just sort of elation when Hazard scored the penalty and then the extra time, which just turned into a bit of a nightmare. We ended up losing 4-2 after extra time. Disappointing scene, Very disappointing. It was disappointing. Is there any way? I mean, I know you've resigned now. Did you make a save before you resigned? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is, there is a, there. I, I mean, I do save regularly, so um, there are there are plans to use that Chelsea squad uh, going forward, possibly um, as we sort of bring FM seventeen to a close. But um, yeah, I've still got I've still got the save file. Put it that way. <sighs> tease, you're such a tease. Mm. Well, this uh, little bit of we stream FM narrative leads on perfectly to the next pairing. Dupe Teach, one of you take it away. What what's been going on? Lots of stuff I know, but I think Teach you should take it. Basically, uh, following Curtis' story of a failed Champions League um, final, I think Teach is probably better suited to take over. Burnley smashing. PSG in the Champions League final. Might I add a sixth place in the Premier League, Burnley. Not you know, not a uh, a world renowned you know destroying every game we come across. Burnley, you know, we've managed to look ourselves through uh, into the final. It's got to be said, uh, we we ended up with a couple of easier clubs. I mean, we're in the you know you know Champions League. No one's easy, but I certainly got a decent run. I got the run the rub of the green, as it were, on the way into the final. Um, and then it set up an epic between myself and PSG. PSG having beaten Monaco in the semis, and um, without going too much into into detail, it was an epic game. Um, it was one that you know I think we went one nil up. It went back to one one. Callum Gribbin once again scoring a free kick in a in a in a massive cup final coming up big for the club when needed, and we eventually ran out four two winners, and it was just. One of one of my defining moments, I think, in FM seventeen, uh, taking taking a club like Burnley, and uh, not only winning the Premier League with them the year before, uh, but although we weren't able to defend that crown, going on and, and becoming sort of the uh, the the crown in Europe, 
that uh, that was a massive, massive thing. So yeah, it was all good, all grand. Is that your? How many Champions Leagues have you won on FM Seventeen? Because you definitely got the United one, didn't you? Countless, countless. Um, I, I've 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 won. Uh, I think I won. I won one at the United in the Fergie Way save. Um, I won one in the United Network save. I did with Dupe. Um, I don't think I won it with Leverkusen, but I got no, to the you final. Lost in the final, yeah. I lost, lost in the, the final, final with Leverkusen. I've lost in a final twice with United in the Fergie Way. I've just won it again with Burnley. So yeah, successful year. It's been it's That's been great. Trophy laden. Oh yes, love it. Um, are we? Are we going through the perhaps even more spectacular spectacular announcement um, that you delivered on stream? We I don't can, know. Is it is it too soon? Are the wounds healed? The wounds haven't healed. No, I I can literally just just gloss over it with a with a very fine uh, sorry thick brush, and we'll be as quick as we can. Um, unfortunately, the network saves have been put on the back burner at the moment due to me getting a new job, which potentially has a lot of call-outs. So we have decided to go solo. Right. And it hurts. And it hurts. (laughs) Um, So what we did do, actually, just very quickly, um, we've obviously found it was a very good place to end our current network save where Teach winning the Champions League. And we actually um, simmed five years in the future and we got to see where all of our players ended up and how our teams got on without us, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, in five years, I think the the clubs have done well. But you know, onto the onto the matter at hand. Yes, I mean, Dupe and I. We, I mean, we've been doing we've been doing the Twitch saves. You know, we've been on Twitch together as a parent for a little over four months, and that's it's been a minimum of four days a week for four months every week. We've count well, not countless. But I think we've probably done four or five twelve hour streams in the first two months we were on there. We were going five days a week, so uh, we've done a hell of a lot. We've done a hell of a lot, but we've. With, with, when you're trying to schedule together between two people, that is a very tough ask. It's a very tough ask. And I think with Dupe's new role at work and, and, you know, congratulations for Dupe getting his new job, but it was, it made sense to, to be able to step apart now. And if the opportunity comes up in the future, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be on it straight away. On it like I'll a tramp on chips. You up, mate. I will <laughs> yeah. be literally snapping you up if there's possibility, mate. That's it. So it's uh, it's it's not gone forever, you know, and we will still very much work hand in hand. I'm sure there'll be little collaborations. We're stopping on each other's streams all the time, I'm sure. Uh, but for now, the network is no more. Cue yeah. dramatic music. <laughs> collective deepwood inward breath. <laughs> it's difficult because, uh, you know, I've got a really good bond with Teach over the four years, uh, the four years, the four months. So he's almost like a father figure to me. So it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> I feel there's a shot in there somewhere. I, I feel the same. <laughs> Nice to see that uh, you parted on good terms, and now that's gone completely ruined by that comment. Well done, Doom. (laughs) Petulant as ever. Standard. (laughs) Wouldn't expect any different from me, surely not. Probably not. No, I think he should have expected that after four months. To be honest, absolutely. So, what about yourself, Matt? Any news with regards to your saves and in and outs and whatnot? Recreativo's sort of been a bit of a slow burner heading into season seven. I've been taking my time. We needed a big rebuild after a very disappointing end to season six. Uh, I've I've uh, found the fibra, uh, or I'm still trying to find the fibra. Uh, for anyone that doesn't understand what that is, it's a, like an Argentinian theory 
uh, based upon four key attributes, determination, aggression, teamwork, and work rate. Uh, so basically, I'm trying to... I, I can't remember who originally coined it, but it's it's one that I've sort of been popularised personally with uh, with after with conversations with Raz, uh, one of the I suppose I'd say he's a key member of the WeStream FM team, uh, a bit of a, a backroom staff, but all the same, he does a lot of admin work for all of us. He mods a lot of our channels, in and so he, he's sort of heavily influenced me going down this route. It seems like it's probably a good fit for the team. You know, we're a, we're a plucky underdog. And I think this fits us particularly well. So it's been sort of difficult trying to find players that fit this mould that are just going to work hard and grind results out. We've got a good tactic now. Very defensive minded, but it seems to be going forward fantastically in the friendlies. I think we're just about to sort of hit the ground running at the start of the season. So hopefully it's going to be a bit more fruitful than last season. This is our third season in the Liga now, um, having been promoted all the way from the third tier in Spain which is, is not easy if anyone who has is, is sort of attempted it, particularly with a, a much uh, lower side who has not exactly the best resources, whether it be through players or indeed finances. So I've had other clubs sort of circle around me. I think I applied for the Liverpool job, didn't get it. Um, I think it could be my final season there, maybe. I don't know. Um, it depends if anything comes along. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, if you want, obviously, more detailed information or you know want to catch up on whatever we're doing on our current saves, we've had a lot of us have sort of finished saves now. Uh, so the best way to catch up on what we're doing now will be to uh, look at the description of this very podcast, whether you're listening to it on iTunes or SoundCloud, and go and grab the Twitch links and follow all of our channels um, because they can be found there. So I suppose we should move on to some rather important football manager news. Um, there isn't really any this week. Once again, I think SI are slacking a bit on the whole social networking thing. Uh, we've all had Miles anagrams to enjoy. Uh, for anyone that isn't aware, Miles has been percolating uh, some sort of tweets that are very shrouded in mystery. Um, we've been trying to guess what these potential features are and changes are from a mixture of letters that you then have to work out what it says. Has anyone had any luck working out what they are or seen anyone else have any luck working out what they are? I mean, I, I, I recorded the, the first few um, and sort of put them out there and a few people came back with sort of dynamic player faces or dynamic badges. Or I, I, It was all a bit mysterious but dynamic the, badges well yeah i didn't really i didn't really get it but um miles has said that um even if someone gets it right he's not actually going to confirm it um so Brilliant. i think Sounds we're like all window bingo yeah i think we're all just waiting for the the release the video that's going to be released uh towards the end of this week he has been what? pumping out those tweets as well teasing that oh this is this is a secret studio uh no one knows where we are and all of that sort of stuff so it'll be well, interesting. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, fair play. At least he's doing something in in social media to build up some hype. You know, I mean, it's 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 something that I think SI have been pulled on in the past. Or not pulled on, but sort of almost people have felt that they've been a little bit disappointed in their sort of uh, social media awareness and, and getting things out there. So at least we're getting getting levels of interaction. He's obviously chose a little anagram game, which I think is quite cool. I've not spent much time looking at the letters available. I thought. You know, I'm a relatively patient guy. I'll just give it a few days and and see what's what. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, 
I'm looking forward to the end of the week well, it's when already, we get some real news. It's already a plus on on the launch for last year, isn't it? Um, you know, do you lo- think maybe that it would have been a better idea to tweet these sorts of things from the main football manager account that's followed by a lot more people than follow Miles? But we know. I mean, I honestly, I, I've got a, I've got a um, kind of. I got on my head. I'm thinking that it, it's not a game to find out what the new features are. It's a game that where people are suggesting. He's going to get suggestions for the game, so he can then take it further. That's all it is. It's not. He's not going to. It's difficult because I think he should put it out on the football manager, um, on the football manager Twitter account. But I feel he he takes a lot of brunt in the year and he you, you know he gets a lot of jip in the year so i think it's his, his way of kind of releasing that that you know i am in charge let have a look sort of thing yeah i mean his his account's very public isn't it and mm. you know people often direct questions to him that should probably be directed to football managers so you know he he obviously enjoys being involved he enjoys the interaction with people who play the game um he, he doesn't take the negative stuff well but then you know why should he um so I don't. It's 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 a little it's a little game he wants to play, and that's that's absolutely fine. It's just I'm I'm looking forward to the video. At least it's something though, like we said. You know, at least he's, they're doing something. They're not just sat there going, "Yeah, buy this game. Here's this amount of discount off." But we're not going to tell you anything. At least there's something out there that you can kind of clutch straws at. I'm assuming everyone here in in in, in the pod has, has downloaded it already. Well, not downloaded it. But no, has- I need to do that. You really, you're gonna have to pull your finger out. There's only a, only a few days of that deal to be had. Yeah, I've not pre-ordered it yet. To be is fair. it the ninth oh, of God. October? The eighth or ninth? I think the discount. Uh, we've got ends. ages. Oh yeah, right, I thought weeks. it was the first. Oh, first I like October. to live life on the edge. <laughs> Yolo. I wait till two minutes two and just order it. You know, the youngsters of today. Tut tut tut. Disappointed <laughs> in your forward <laughs> planning, gentlemen. Oh, my, 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 I'm no Curtis got it. I'm yeah. pretty sure you will have, Matt, and I've I got it. I think I so. got it on the first day it was announced. Same here, same here. Mm. I just just I was, in case they changed their minds. <clears throat> and I, was, their I was a like. little after you guys, but uh, just goes to show the, you know, the little age difference going on here. You know, the older guys are getting set and ready. <laughs> We're risk takers, you know. Well, I make the sure young- we've got enough money left at the, the end of the month to get, pay, pay for the pipe and slippers. That's what it is. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know which camp. But I think I, I firmly sit in between both camps, to be honest. No, Matt, you're one of us. You're one no, of us. No, you're I'm, definitely one of us. You're definitely one of them. It's not just about, it's fair, not just about like, the number. It's, it's about the way you behave, Matthew. You're yeah. one of us. One of us. Oh, dearie me. It's your it's maturity not about levels. The number. Well, I, I'm going to say that I sit firmly in between both of you. That's fine. And that's my word, so it's final. So <laughs> it makes me feel better, if that's okay. I respectfully okay. disagree. <laughs> respectfully disagree. <laughs> Cheeky sod. <laughs> well, that's the end of the, the important news part, really. we the, the important news, there wasn't really anything of any substance. Um, but hopefully, once this video is out, we'll, we'll actually get something. So next week, you might finally have something tangible to report on. Dun, dun, duh, etc. <laughs> well, I think next week might actually be a little bit of a special. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be loads to talk about. So it's going to be an interesting one come next week, I think. Could it, could it mean that the team meeting gets extended well, so that's... that we, ha- we can just 
just have a massive brain dump each. That's exactly uh, what I'm thinking, because I'm sure there's going to be loads that we all want to debate, discuss, agree with, <laughs> disagree with. I, I'm really, really looking forward to the video dropping, so I know what's coming in the game, but I'm looking forward to us lot getting stuck into it. In next it's week's just pod. a it's just a five aside game against all the old wonder kids. That's all it is, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great advert IMO, but it's still it's not going to drop much features. I we hope you I, all appreciate the the self restraint I took in not making a joke about what Teach said regarding debating. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think think we that's, all realise that I've now grown up, and that's why you're their side, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Matt, Matt I'm not angry I'm just disappointed in you <laughs> you can't use that against me well that's the title of this week's pod then isn't it <laughs> I'm not angry I'm disappointed there we go for dads everywhere welcome uh, right so the team meeting this week I think it was suggested by Mr. Doop actually which is I, th- I thought it was a rather good good topic it's fairly similar to the one we had about sort of our favourite striking role a couple of weeks ago but this is on sort of central mid- midfield pairings or trios I suppose we could extend this depending on the formation you're playing uh, <laughs> so this is this is really interesting because it opens up a whole world of suggestions and and we can actually then explore how each of us play the game differently Dave, you've not said an awful lot. Do you want yeah. to start us off with your your favourite way to play a midfield? Yeah, normally, I mean, I know obviously a couple of the boys will talk about theirs later on. A lot of you, well, have or would have played with sort of three central midfielders. I think a lot of the time during this game, at least, I've played only with two. And probably my most successful ones at the moment, a lot of the time, I know some people say you shouldn't and so on, but a lot of the time we look at roles to suit sort of midfielders or central midfielders that I've already got at the club or players that I've brought in. But um, I look at roles, obviously, that will suit them, but at the same time, we'll work together because, obviously, I don't want two sort of advanced playmakers next to each other and so on. you got to have sort of two or three that sort of complement each other. So the two that I've gone with, um, when I managed 1860 Munich, I played with a, a box-to-box midfielder and a ball-winning midfielder. So I think I had Thomas Party as one of those because he was quite obviously a big central midfielder. And then I had a few regens which sort of took up the other role as well. And uh, my current current saver with Coventry, uh, off well, it's sort of online, offline, which is on YouTube. Um, I'm, that's going pretty well. I'm playing with a, a ball play midfielder and a deep line playmaker on that one. So quite different roles, but they do work well. They've been working really, really well. But both of those... Uh, duos of roles are in a 4-2-3-1 formation so they've sort of got the responsibility of sort of trying to start attacks or start moves to either an attacking midfielder the wingers or the striker but at the same time they've got the responsibility of of getting back and trying to help the defense as well which have you found of those that uh has offered you more stability defensively Um, obviously I'm, I'm asking you to compare like apples and oranges because you've had different players it, you know it's not like you've used the same tactic yeah, with the cool. same team but it like just as a I'd sort of general say, to feeling. be honest the weaker of the defences sort of league wise obviously Bundesliga and League 2 is totally different but the weaker of the defences compared to sort of the league was probably 1860 Munich and we we almost won the league with that partnership so I'd probably say the box-to-box midfielder and the ball-winning midfielder, but I think they're sort of, in general, sort of more defensive roles anyway. 
So they helped the defence a lot more. We didn't, well, we won a lot more games with that. I can't really remember if we didn't concede a, a little amount of goals, but we definitely played a lot better with that, that pair in the midfield. <clears throat> Anyone else got anything to... Well, yeah, can I add? Because my, mine's incredibly similar to Dave's. Um, a box of box and a ball winning. I do like those in the middle. Um, if I play a DM, I, I quite like to have a, an anchor man there. Very defensive, I know, but we do use quite a lot of tacking rolls up top. Um, if we don't drop the DM in, normally I will just play a deep line midfielder in with that free. Um, but, um, sorry, a deep line playmaker, not a deep line midfielder. Um, but it, it is something that I like to do is play quite a defensive midfield because, um, I feel that especially this year's game with the two strikers that we talked about last time and, and the fact that you've got the uh, attacking midfielder there, uh, with the narrow formation, it, it does seem to be very fluid and you kind of can get away with having the defensive midfielders in there. Love it. I love that little mm. explanation there, Mr. Dupe. I rehearsed it. Twice. <laughs> Cheating. Twice. Not supposed to rehearse things. No, it's off the cuff, mate. Excellent. Kurt Dog, I'm intrigued by what you're about to say. Uh, well, I feel like I could talk about this for a long time, if I'm being honest. Um, in terms of midfield combinations, I mean, if I'm playing three midfielders i always prescribe i think i can't remember if i originally saw this on on the si forum um but i i always prescribe to these the sort of one tackler one runner one passer combination i'm i'm very much of the same sort of ideals yeah so i mean even if i'm if i'm playing uh with a defensive midfielder or an attacking midfielder or as a flat three um i'll always that will always be in my mind um, of having some some form of that combination. Um, in a two-man midfield, my first port of call is always to employ a central midfield defend. Um, he's slightly, in a, you know, in a two-man midfield, one of the sort of things you need to be aware of is is getting exposed or getting overrun by playing an opposition who are playing with three men. Um, I always find the central midfield defend is slightly less aggressive than a ball-winning midfielder um, and just sits nice and deep and offers that stability. Um, so you can have your other midfielder, maybe as an advanced playmaker or, or a box-to-box midfielder or something like that. Um, if I'm playing a 4-2-3-1, depending on who I am. So, for example... Uh, in my Chelsea save, I played with I played with a ball winning midfielder actually, a ball winning midfielder on defend and a central midfielder support. But if I'm playing with maybe a team where I'm likely to give up a bit more possession, I'll always have those two central midfield roles more stable, maybe with a with a CM defend or and a deep line playmaker, um, and I'll look to sort of attack down the wings or or get my advanced playmaker or attacking midfielder. Um, involved a bit more um yeah I, honestly i could i could talk about this for a long time so um <laughs> i i haven't really got a favorite combination like i say the cm defend is one that i'll always look to use if i'm playing a two-man midfield but if i'm playing a three it's any combination of a tackler a runner and a passer very succinct sir well done uh teach i i'm this is one that i'm equally intrigued by particularly because of your your meddlings more recently with with Burnley, um, yeah. I'm I'm really intrigued to see your thoughts on this. I mean, ultimately, much like Curtie, it's such a 
this doesn't come down to what's your favourite pairing and, and they're your go-to and how you'll deploy your central midfield in every game because dependent on the system that you're trying to play, you're going to have... Uh, you know, you're gonna have uh, positions that you you know you can't realistically use. You know, if you if you're trying to play uh, if you're trying to play out wide with wingers, you know, you don't want to be putting an advanced playmaker in the middle and and losing uh, you know losing your potency on the wings. Otherwise, what would be the point of having wingers in the first place? Um, you know, and then and then the reverse can be said if you're going without wingers, you know, and you want to make sure that you've got stability in the middle and you've not got an advanced playmaker running forward. Therefore, you drop someone in ahead of him. So it's it's actually not that I was fearing. I knew I wouldn't have an answer. Ultimately, I can tell you how I've played this year. Uh, I played with three in the middle, uh, fundamentally for the vast majority of 17. Uh, I had three chaps sat in the middle, deep line playmaker, box to box midfielder, central midfield defend, very much following what Curtis just addressed with, uh, you know, the passer, the enforcer, and, you know, the tackler, someone who can run into the box late. Cause if you're going to be having three in the middle, the assumption, and certainly on my part was the fact that my, Advanced play was a trek with Tista who's creating all, all the balls for the two strikes ahead of him, a complete forward and an advanced forward. Um, but you needed that man running in, the man following in to try and give that little bit of support to the trek with Tista to try and stop ridiculous stuff happening on FM like it does, you know, pinging a long shot from miles away for no reason. Um, you know, try and give some support. But in doing so, in having those three roles in the middle, I also made sure that I was narrowing the opposition. Because it's no well and good having your three central midfielders in whatever roles you may want them in. But the job that I wanted them to do, each of my midfielders, probably with the exception of the deep line playmaker, would be a little bit more agile and a little bit less of a tackler. But there'd always be units, big guys, tacklers, brave, aggressive players. Um, and it was these guys that I was making sure my wing backs and my strikers, at better when, when possible, were actually funneling opposition play into them players basically into the big strong players that really they didn't want to be near. Uh, but again, I, you know, to, to wrap, to, you know, to try and wrap it up, if, you know, if I was playing two in the middle, I think if I was going say for, for a four, four, two, um, I'd probably have a, a box to box on support. I think I love the box to box role. Great role. Um, but maybe even a cheeky little, uh, 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 central midfielder on on automatic so that he could switch to attacking if we were chasing a game or defensive if not um but uh, but yeah much like uh, I, I could carry on we could probably lose the whole hour of the podcast discussing the mid the midfield roles but it's because you can't just talk about the roles it's everything that you've got the roles there for you know, it's so open to interpretation, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's massive, massive. Are they playing with? Are they playing with these men? Right. Well, I don't want to use that setup because he's going to get pulled away from there. We're going to get pulled out of shape. So I'm going to drop the box to box. I'm going to put him defensive. And you know, as I say, we could be here all day, literally. One thing I will just quickly add is that I've I've learned something today on the pod. I, I've never thought about the way that you two have just described it with the passer, the enforcer, and the, you know, I, I think. Going forward, that's something that I'm going to take away and definitely look into and use. Such See, a good way of thinking about it. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's one thing I, I remember reading on from articles from like years ago is that was always the the way to sort of create a, a midfield trio. And it's something that I subscribe to heavily myself. The one thing that I had sort of, I suppose I had to sort of a question within a question almost is thoughts on having more than one playmaker in a midfield pairing because 
Um, you can have a deep line playmaker play on defend, but then who do you, how do you handle the other role? And do you because of the the preference within the game to sort of find the playmaker? Obviously, it depends on the rest of your settings in within the tactic itself. But do you find it? detracts one from the other by having two playmakers in the team or do you find that they equally get given a share of the ball or or what what are your observations with sort of playing with two playmakers i think if you're going to play with a couple or a playmaker and say a trek with Easter, you've got to try and have the team disciplined you know and not let them express because obviously you want to drive the play through those outlets more than anything um i think if 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 it's a playmaker here, a playmaker there, and a playmaker everywhere, along with expressive play, I'm not saying it can't work, but you'd have to sit back and think to yourself, what is my system? Because I think someone playing with in that regard couldn't couldn't tell you what their system is other than maybe a hit and hope. I mean, it, it, would, it can definitely work, but you've got to have roles supporting those playmaking roles. And you've got to be aware that... <laughs> If you're playing through two specific players, um, it's something the opposition will pick up on relatively quickly. So you got, you know, you have to be able to be flexible um, and and switch roles if if something doesn't look like it's working. You know, if 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 one of your playmakers is being marked out of the game, you know, what well, <laughs> you've got to be able to 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 sort of think on your feet and and maybe and maybe change it up. Yeah, and it's it's making sure you don't have. I mean, I touched on this briefly before, but um, the the sort of uh, for example, four two three one popular formation has been for years. Um, if you're playing with if you're playing with wide men, you're trying to make use of the, the whole pitch and 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 their their you know your main part of your attacking point or your your penetration into the final third of the field. You know, you you're you're squad your team of players if you're banging a couple of playmakers in in the other positions as well as having them wide men what you know what what are they thinking is happening you know what what is the what is the path what is the what is the rule of play for the squad you know other than oh well look we've got four outlets here you know what's going on and if they're all trying to play if they're all trying to be the playmaker I don't know I just think I think that there can be a lot said for relative simplicity where possible when it comes to playmakers, I'm not saying that having two men is is problematic, um, but I'm sure there'd be a lack of consistency going on with that men. Yeah, I've, I've been, I I tend to stick to my one and and that's it rule if I have one at all. I don't really like my midfields to be reliant entirely on one player, and sometimes I feel like. Uh, particularly on, in my Spurs save when I had Will Hughes, I would have a bad game if he was having a bad game and generally he'd be marked out of the game, which would cause problems. He would generally play as a deep line playmaker on the defend duty, so he would drop sort of a bit further and then just ping balls for fun uh, over the top, basically, nice or, or nice clean through balls, but he would just be re- constantly recycle. But if he was marked out of the game, basically the whole tactic fell apart and that would usually mean to us, sort of lead to us losing that match or at least struggling to get a result. Whereas when he had the freedom to play, uh, and I I had him played alongside uh, ball-winning midfielder support, which generally was Eric Dyer because his work rate is phenomenal 
and he would just close down and just allow Will Hughes to have the space to dictate. And that so that was probably my favourite pairing as such. But that well, you've you've all touched on it that there are limitations with every either pairing or trio, and it's you've just got to work out a way of mitigating those within a match to get the best sort of out of whoever you're playing. I did tend to sort of change the pairing depending on who was playing as well. I sort of still tend to have a bit of a, a problem with sort of letting go of, oh, he needs to be green in that position sometimes. And I don't know how much I'm supposed to read into that, but sometimes it leads me astray, astray a bit too far, I think. Yeah, the whole greed circle thing, is, it's never something I've massively got hung up on. Um, obviously, you want players that are comfortable playing in, in positions, but um, it, if a player's got the attributes and potentially even player traits, you know, even if the game suggests that maybe they're not a full green circle of playing a role, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't perform it effectively. No, exactly. I just agree. Yeah, yeah I agree I've had too. players. I've had players outside of midfield and and any player, uh, any position on the pitch. I'm, it it harks me back to Memphis Depay on the Fergie way, playing the striker role with only two slices of that eight slice pie, and um, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal as an advanced forward. So uh, yeah, don't pay much attention to that ring. No, I I genuinely just look at what role I want to play and, and look at the, the attributes that would that would really suit that role instead of looking at the circle because yeah, I think sometimes it isn't it isn't all what it seems to be perfectly honest in my well, opinion. Ultimately, all less I can do is provide you with a guide, and that's all mm, it is. Absolutely. I mean, it's you know if you fill up all your green circles on the pitch, that doesn't mean you're going to win every game. It's it's just a guide to sort of give you an easy visual view of of does that fit and sometimes you've got to think outside that box well before we lead to astray from this discussion um I, I think we'll call it there but that i i really enjoyed that i'm not sure about everyone else so I, I think we need to keep chris on a leash or else he will be here for four hours <laughs> um i don't know if we've all got enough hard drive space to store that amount of audio data <laughs> Um, but of course, uh, with that's the end of the team meeting, um, and that for the next section, there may be no cheerleaders in skimpy skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable. But we do have Curtis Quiz. I have to say, Matthew, I'm a bit, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of the new jingle. I feel like we've taken it to a well. Dupe's obviously been made redundant in this in this yeah. area now. I'm sorry, Dupe. It's the like, only thing I brought to the podcast, Matthew, and you've you, you've cut me out. I'm you are happy. technically a fifth of the podcast, so you, you 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 have a star on all of this. So that you bring that because we can't be four star because I mean that's a fuel that doesn't exist anymore. In fact, you probably didn't <laughs> even know it was a fuel. You're that young. So see, it's comments like that, Matt, that make it prove that you're not in the middle. Damn <laughs> I've done myself over, haven't well, I? I? I feel like we've taken it to a new level. So it's, yes. it's good. It's okay. It's average. The production value has gone up. IMO. Production value has gone up because we have a jingle. Wow. Yes. The, we've reached the heights. It's a low bar. It's a low it's bar. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Shall we get on with the quiz? Let's. Yeah. Um, so I will. I'll just go. I'll briefly brush over the rules. It's fastest 
well, I say fastest thing or first. It's fastest person to shout their name. Uh, we'll give the we'll get the first opportunity to answer the question once. I then, if they get it wrong, I reopen it up to the room, and you do have to wait for me to do that because last week it descended into chaos, and I'm not having that again. So once I've um, reopened it up to the room, you are, have the opportunity to buzz in again. Um, if you weren't obviously the person that got it wrong in the first uh, first without, instance, without suggesting how to control your own chaos, <laughs> Christoph, um, would it be better to employ a rule that suggests that we have to wait to answer until you've finished asking the question? No, I don't like that. Damn it! Ooh. I think that takes an element away of the fastest finger first. Hey, Matthew, don't forget, Kurt calls the shots. Um, he does. He does. He takes uh, them too. We'll uh, we'll also. Uh, be putting the Viking Dan rule in effect. So if you buzz in with an incorrect answer, uh, you are subject to minus one point. So with that in mind, should we get underway? Are we all ready? Yes. Come on, the boys. Okay. So <clears throat> this week's theme um, is it's veering away from Football Manager, um, but we are focusing on Premier League records. Ooh. Okay. So we'll start, as always, with question number one. The biggest win in Premier League history is Manchester nerd. United. Teach. That is nerd. Ipswich. Is incorrect. Damn it. Nerd minus one point. <clears throat> the biggest win in Premier League history is Manchester United's 9-0 victory in 1995 over Ipswich. Dupe. Dupe. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That is minus one point <laughs> if that man dupe. <laughs> See, this is why I don't want to take. I don't want to finish the question because I pre- purposefully make these questions so that people, you know, like yourselves, buzz in. Kurt, can I just ask? Is that me now out? I can't answer this question. Yeah, you can't answer. It's only open okay. to to Teach and uh, Dave now. Okay. Which player scored five goals in that game for Man United? Teach. Teach. Hang on. Yeah, I'm actually... Hesitation. Have to, that I'm is minus one No, I'm going to have to pass. Teach. I know and the answer, and this is annoying. Dave, as a party, do you choose to answer or not? Um, I'm going to say no, because I wouldn't know, to be honest. I know the answer. Do you want to do, um, do you want to? tell us, Matt? I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not born. expecting points. Andy no. Cole. It is Andy Cole, and you're right. You, you won't get any points for that. Uh so that's interesting. So three of the field on minus points. That's uh, I'm winning. Dave is winning. You bust out of answering. That doesn't count as winning. Right. Yeah. I fully expect some points to be put on the board now. Question number two. Name one of the five goalkeepers who have scored a Premier League goal. Dave. Dan. Teach. That was Dave Azapardi. Paul Robinson. Is correct. Come on. Question number three. Name the Welsh legend with the most assists in Premier League history. Dave. Ooh, that was really close. I think it was Dave. Oh, God, it wasn't, you know. (laughs) I'm telling you now. It wasn't Dave the question before either. I'm I'm telling you it wasn't Dave. It was was really close on on my hands, to be fair, Teach. It was that sounded really close. Once you listen to that back... Question number four. Uh, thanks for making my uh, editing job really easy, James. <laughs> really easy. I usually use this bit to make sure I've got it lined up right. This is going to be an absolute nightmare. Which 
player holds the record for scoring the most consecutive Premier League matches with 11 Dave games Doop. running. That was Dave. Jamie Vardy. Is correct. The boy from Wolverhampton is running away with it. He is. Question number five. Which team amassed the fewest number of points in a Premier nerd. League season? Dude. That was nerd. <sighs> Derby. Derby. Derby is correct. Yeah, that was, that was until this answer. season when it's Crystal Palace. But okay, carry on. <laughs> Question number six. We're racing through now. Question number six. Which team broke Arsenal's famous unbeaten record? Dupe. United. Incorrect. Oh. Minus two points now for Dupe. <laughs> Which team broke Arsenal's famous unbeaten run of 49 games in 2004 with a 2-1 defeat of the Gunners? A young Wayne Rooney scored on the day. Dave. Dave as a party. Everton. Correct. I feel like you gave the answer. I was really. going to say that. <laughs> to was be fair, I was expecting someone to jump in. I thought, oh, yeah. you obviously need a clue. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Question number seven. Which player scored the fastest ever hat-trick? Dupe. Dupe? Sadio Mane, 2 minutes 56. Right on both counts, but only one point was up for grabs. So we move back Just to minus, to minus one. one point. I, I'm coming to you, Dave. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Question number eight. Which Man City and Republic of Ireland legend has the most Doop. own goals? Fat Man Dupe. Richard Dunn. Is correct. I'm glad Ooh. you said that own goal bit. I was just going to say. Because <laughs> I was going for something completely different then. <laughs> John uh, Mackham. <laughs> question number nine. Which striker turned pundit has the most Premier League hat-tricks of all time? Teach. Ooh. Teach. Alan Shearer. Is correct. Eleven. Eleven, yeah. Deep, have you got hey, the Wikipedia got on. page up? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I know. It was a stipulation of the quiz. No cheating. <laughs> I do know this stuff. It's just teachers quicker than me. Question number 10. Oh, Which Frenchman is the only non-English player in the all-time Premier Doop. League? Uh, Thierry Henry. That's um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only all-time Premier League in the top 10 scorer chart. So we have a clear winner. <laughs> This week, thank you. Um, we're going to go in reverse order, so uh, they no one finished on negative points, which is good after that start. So, uh, in joint third place, we have Mister One True Nerd and Teach with zero points. So, well done, guys. Woo! Uh, in second place, Fat Man Dupe with one point. Boom, Dupe. And in first place, with four points. Mr. Dave has a party. What a week. It would well, have been tighter if I didn't get those wrong. Like. Dave and Teach are sharing the spoils at the moment. Uh, I feel like we need to get the quizzes back the to the manager so I can start winning some more again. No, yeah. I prefer this way. I'm looking forward to listening to this back and hear me shout my name before <laughs> yeah, Dave on that right question. I said it and like I heard you say like Teach like just after I'd finished. I might just skip editing the quiz this week. In my defence... I can hear Dave slightly louder than you teach, so that might have been a, a, to your disadvantage. So, if, so if if in the edit, um, uh, you know, I, mean, I was, it's not I was as if in the been wrong. Screwed on, it's not as if I've been screwed on the quiz before. Let's no, be honest. No, you've never. <laughs> <laughs> still to... won anyway. <laughs> so, so mute, this is where the mutiny starts. <laughs> <laughs> you said about controlling your chaos, Chris. You're about to lose it all. 
very I was, soon. I was being quite humble there. I was being very yeah. humble. Yeah, and you just got completely just been roasted by the tomes. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Chocolate. <laughs> Anyway, that is the end of Curtis Quiz. I don't know. I'm asking you a question whilst we're recording this. Do we do the intro as the outro or do we just have it as an intro? I could always do the outro. We're we're okay (laughs) for that. Um, I'd rather have none than yours, (laughs) if I'm being honest. (laughs) Barry Chuckle. Wow. Um, I respectfully disagree. Don't leave. Don't leave. No, no, close the... Sit down, close the door, it's fine. It was a joke, goodness gracious. Where's the camera? Just on a like a role play and he we're on the other side. I'm into that phone conversation. Sorry, I'm into role play. I I should have I should have should have done that better. This is getting blue. (laughs) Right. Before it gets too blue, let's let's bring on the next Wonder Kid, shall we? So last week you should all hopefully remember, if you were loyally tuning in that we uh, inducted, only just inducted Kerrison into the... Is it, was, it was Kerrison, it was wasn't it, last Belanta. week? It was Belanta. It was Belanta. Belanta. That's what it was. It was Belanta. Awkward. And I even looked at it earlier. I even checked to see what it was, and I've forgotten. Oh, goes well, never alongs- mind. It was... Goes in alongside Barry Chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Belanta. Yeah. Use that twice. It's fine. Uh, never mind. So, this week, who is our... Potential inductee. Uh, it's none other than Henri Sabet or Sabe. Uh, how do we pronounce Save? that? Sabe. Mm. Let's just be English and call him Savet. Henry Henry Savet. Henry Savet. Yeah. Henri Savet for me. Henri Savet. There we go. Okay, so our nominee this week is Henri Savet. Senegalese-born Savet was born 26th of October 1990 and signed his first professional contract with Bordeaux in 2007, making him the youngest professional player in the history of the club. He went on to make his debut against Lens at the age of 17 in the 2007-2008 season. Unlike Belanta last week, Savet's rise to Wonderkid fame came very early on when in Football manager 2008, he could be picked up on a free transfer at the start of the game. At 17, he possessed 15 for dribbling, 15 for finishing, 16 for technique, 16 for flair, 17 for acceleration and 16 for pace. All of that on a free transfer made Henri a no-brainer signing for football manager fans across the world. His goal-scoring exploits in the game were well documented around the scene with Save often finishing seasons with more than a goal per game average. His in-real-life move to Newcastle in 2016 stirred up nostalgic memories for football manager fans across the country. And across the world, in fact, I would, I would add to that. I've no doubt there were many shared stories about his virtual goal-scoring exploits over a few jars in the bars of Newcastle, but it wasn't to be. Survey only made four appearances for Newcastle before being loaned back to France to find his form with Saint Etienne. Much like Freddie Adu, Survey's fame seems to have been built around his virtual career, but has he done enough for you gentlemen to deserve a place in the five star potential Wonderkid Hall of Fame? Beautiful. Yes, I enjoyed well, reading well, that. Yeah, well well done, Matt. That was very good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I'll, I'll pat myself on the back as well. I don't need my ego inflating. I won't be able to get out of this room. That'll be too big. Uh, so, 
who wants to start us off with their memories of, of Mr. Survey? Well, I'm, well, happy, I'm I, happy to start this one. If uh, um, I, uh, I, 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 all right, I must have been doing it wrong back then because I, I had, I did sign him a couple of times in FM 2008, and I never got the best out of him. I, I was constantly seeing all these sort of bits and pieces going round about how he was scoring. 80 goals a season and all that and I just could not get the best out of him um, I, did, I signed him I think for Liverpool um, had him for maybe four seasons, kept persevering with him and I just, I, for whatever reason it just didn't click for me um, didn't sign him on FM09 so yeah I've, I, I have played with him and you know I was aware of his wonder kid status but for me I just he just never really clicked for me Mm. Oh dear, that's not a very good start. <laughs> just built him up and Curtis just smashed him right back down. Again. <laughs> I'll add to that if that's okay, Matthew. Oh, get the negative stuff out of the way. Come on, dude, pile it on. What? Why do you always assume I'm negative? So I've never actually managed him. <laughs> um... <laughs> How dare you, um, Matthew? No, I, I've never managed him. Uh, however, I have seen uh, I have seen in saves before how how in in the past how good he has become. But by the time I've worked out he's good, I can't afford him with the team that I I manage. But yeah, that's literally the kind of how far I can I can go with Mister Henry. This is not going well. It's not. I'm having palpitations again. For the oh, God, you need to. St- Lay off that monster. It's oh, not doing you any good. God. <laughs> what is wrong in this world? <laughs> Dave, do you want to go first just to tip me over the edge? Oh, don't worry. Um, I have I have managed him, although it was last year on the game, so obviously probably not quite his wonder kid status, but he was absolutely unreal for my Newcastle side, to be fair. He just, every game, he'd just pipe up with like a 25-yard, 30-yard banger. Uh, but to be honest, I do have really good memories of him. I didn't manage him. I think it was FM09, but he was unreal in the Premier League. I think at that sort of stage, uh, was it Bordeaux he was at? They had like a really a group of really good young players. And obviously he was a group of that. And he did become one of the, I think, am I wrong? Was he like a attacking midfielder as well? Or am I making that up? Uh, yeah, he was. I think he could play on the yeah. wing, couldn't he? Yeah. So like he was all across those sort of attacking positions other than striker uh, he was really really good and I do remember him on FM09 as being like a really strong wonder kid on that year's game at least come on oh, teach bring it something on. positive bring it on bring it on well the first of all I've got to ask the first question when in in recent years so so it's worth noting that I it was my suggestion this week to use Armory Civet and uh, for reasons like this in recent years Name a a wonder kid who was still actually a kid. You know, we're talking when when the when the game released. I'm pretty sure Savet was 17 years old uh, when he was available on on uh, on FM. And uh, name a kid that you could you could get for free minus the compensation who genuinely would walk into your first team and play and score an obscene amount of goals. Maybe not in his first year scoring an obscene amount of goals, but he would score goals and more often than not pull you out of the brown stuff if that's where you found yourself in the league or propel you to stardom if you were at the, the top part. There's not many. There is not many of these players that have been about. <clears throat> We've had wonder kids come since then, but you know, you've got to spend a lot of money to try and bring them into the club. Um, and for me, Savet and what, what he did back then 
was unbelievable. Now, I don't remember what the goal tally was. I mean, we're talking eight years ago, you know. It's a, it's a long time, but it was in, as per usual, a Manchester United save of mine. But it was, something tells me it was over 60-odd goals that he'd scored throughout the course of the season. Um, certainly more goals than I've ever got from any striker on the game. And um, one of my most memorable one of my most memorable wonder kids I've, I've ever used, let alone in, let alone in recent years. Uh, Matt did allude at the beginning to just how, how well rounded he was at a very young age. He had pace for days and everything about his finishing down to his composure and his decisions, everything was at a, a phenomenal level for a 17 year old lad. And if you kept hold of him, you know, he just continued on and went from strength to strength. And I've said this, I said this about Balanta and I'll say it about Henri Savet, but anyone who remembers using him in, in a way, and I've got, I've, I'll be honest, I didn't use him in many games afterwards, but certainly in that game in 08, it was like cheating. He was phenomenal for me. Well, that was a, a rather rambunctious little story from Teach there. I quite <laughs> like that. It got me all excited and stuff. Um, my personal experience, with uh, Mr. Saber is uh, I I was in my final year of university and I happened to have accidentally come across a lot of free time um, in between doing dissertations and my word, what a man, what a beautiful man. I think I may have been at Swansea at the time where I picked him up and oh, he tore it up. I don't, I don't need to go into any, any great detail like like teach has because he was just he was phenomenal genuinely phenomenal and he propelled i think i didn't sign him as a 17 year old um and i think something was wacky with my safe to be honest because swansea had a lot of money bear in mind at the time they weren't what they are now and yeah it was i think i think i signed him when he was like 25 and one I can't remember who he was released by, but it was one of the bigger. I think it may have been Chelsea who'd signed him, and sort of sold him on, uh, or released him. And oh, just what a beautiful man! What a beautiful man! Um, I think maybe we should go on to the the voting. To be honest, so who wants to start? In fact, I'm going to. I'll. I'll. We'll order it. <laughs> uh, youngest first, Dave. I know uh, a few people, viewers, uh, well, listeners and people on the panel have been disappointed with me in the past. Um, <laughs> I think, again, it's going to be a bit half and half. But, you know, I've honestly and I've actually seen this guy perform at a young age. So I am going to say yes this week. Oh, blimey. That's good. That's a good start. <coughs> um, to remind the listeners, uh, our criteria is fairly simple. There's There's three parts to it. So it's his sort of how much of a, a football manager wonder kid was he? What was his real life reputation? Uh, whether he's sort of managed to uh, achieve that football manager potential or whether his potential on football manager foreshadowed what he achieved in real life. And then our own personal experience of using that player. So uh, using that criteria, dupe, assess. <sighs> Unfortunately, very much like Dave, people's been very disappointed with my selections and I'm going to continue that today. And I'm going to give you a reason why. Uh, I'm not just going to say 
my answer just willy nilly. Um, he he went through the the youth team in France. You know the under 16s, the 17s, the 18s, the 21. He did very well, and then he decided he wanted to play for his home country of Senegal. That shows he's got no ambition. So that's why oh. I would say no. Oh. Beef. What a beef. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Senegal is a heavily Muslim country, so I'm not sure beef would be on the menu. Oh, uh, tofu. <laughs> tofu, maybe. Uh, but that's one for one. Now, there should, if uh, future Matt has done his job, be some nice, rather dramatic music building up to our final decision as we chat amongst ourselves. I have been the... Uh, uh, I mean, the age rule would suggest that I need to go next, but I have been the judge, jury, and executioner, sort of, I suppose, potentially resigning a player to their fate of not getting in. Uh, so, Kurt Dog, I'm going to... I think you're next in the queue. I can't remember which one of you is between you and Toby. <laughs> this could get awkward. <laughs> this is Toby, who's younger, isn't it? Just. Yes. It's just. Right, okay, Toby. Just. Just. Right. Two years or whatever it is. Well, well it was two years between, between friends. Exactly. Wow. A lot. Wow. I mean, Tobes, Tobes has had a lot of accidental shots in his general direction in this yeah. week's pod. Yeah, a lot. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I mean, I suggested Henri Savet uh, for, for the main reason of me having huge, huge success with him. And I think uh, when we when we judge on those those three sort of criteria that we have, um, was he a, was he a wonder kid on the game? Absolutely. I mean, that year, I, in my opinion, I could be wrong. And it's funny because sometimes your memory evades you and there might have been other players in and about. But for me, that year, he was not just a wonder kid. He was the wonder kid, uh, to sign at the very beginning of the game. Um, I went on and had great success with him, uh, throughout the course of, uh, of, of that year. Has he gone on and done it in real life? Maybe not, maybe not at the highest, highest level, but he's played in the Premier League. He's playing in play, he's playing in Ligue 1 now, you know, so, you know, there are players who have not made it that far. So, I mean, it comes as no surprise, I'm sure, but it is an absolute yes from me. Marvellous. So that's a 2-1 at the moment. Kurt Dog. Well, I, I am a stickler for the criteria, as you know. Um, we do I, know. I... I was the only man that said no to Freddie Adu based on that particular criteria that we use. Um, now, was he a wonder kid? I, I don't think there's any doubt that he clearly was a wonder kid. Um, as I said, I saw many other people using him, getting great success with him. Um, so I don't think there's any doubt of his wonder kid status. Was he a wonder kid for me? Unfortunately, not. Um, like I said, that might have been my fault because I I just couldn't get the best out of him in my particular side for whatever reason. Um, I can't remember. Maybe his mentals weren't as great. Maybe I was a bit unlucky with the sort of the wonder kid roll of dice where the the potential ability is uh, slightly lower than than some others. But for me, he wasn't a wonder kid in my team. Um, and has he gone on to achieve in real life? I mean, there's no doubt he's had a, a reasonable career. Um, but for sure, his wonder kid football manager status f- massively outweighs whatever he achieved in real life. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say no. Oh, <sighs> ever the controvert. Deary <sighs> me. 
that's too all. Why do you have to do this to me every single week? <laughs> <laughs> you love it. Oh, I can, I can feel Teach's eyes all the way from the Isle of Man burning into my neck as he stares through at what, however many miles it is between here and where I am, or there and where I am even. Goodness gracious. So I'm going to sort of go through the category or the, the the criteria just as Chris has done. Absolute wonder kid. That that's a, that's without doubt his in career or real career hasn't really lived up to the heights that that, that sort of predicted. But my own personal use of him, he was fantastic for when I when I did have him, and the fact that I got him on a free when he was sort of just about to hit his prime was just oh beautiful. And for that reason, I'm not. I, there's no point building it up. He's in. That's three two. So nice that's another one. yes. Nice I mean, we're going to get get reputations for having a soft touch uh, and letting anyone in, but it was it was a tough one again. Three two. We we've only we ha- have we had a clear cut run yet? Have we had a full five? We I don't think five, we have. No. no. I mean, I, I will say I know we 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 have a bit of a list, don't we? You know, of of Wonder Kids who we're who we're going to feature on the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame, and there is some I've not used, and I'm going to be on the other side of the fence, but. The ones that I have and, and had great success with and, and were known to the game, um, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm going to champion. I also mm. want to hang on to the, word, the, the the little phrase that you use there, Matt, which was uh, your personal use of, <laughs> of Henri Savet. just sounded quite funny. It's, uh, excuse me, sir, have you got some Henri Savet there? It's just for personal use, officer. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a question you'd expect <laughs> to hear from a police officer, is it? <laughs> just, just, just a bit of personal use. That lad's got an ounce of Henri Savet in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! So, like, well, before we before we continue this little chat, um, I feel that we need to give him a round of applause because that's what yeah. we do for when he gets in. So he's in. Well done, Henri. If you ever hear this, um, whose job is it to to make sure that his Wikipedia entry is successfully <laughs> updated this week? Oh, it, it will be updated. I'm pretty okay. sure. Can I just be. steal a little bit of your hosting duty, Matt? You can indeed. Do you mind? Okay, so Teach just said that we've got a bit of a list, but if you guys have experienced a Wonder Kid that you, you want us to feature on the uh, on the pod, make sure you uh, let us know at, on Twitter, which all the links are in the description. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, you've done very well there, Dupe. Trying to audition for when you're that away, you see. your job. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I can just turn his audio off. He doesn't realise that. <laughs> <laughs> you just cut that bit out, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, what I'll do is I'll, I'll wait until we're finished and I'll, I'll overdub myself doing it and think, yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you for that idea. Brilliant. All right. <laughs> right. Not that I'm trying to be, like, prevent uh, someone usurping me from my hosting duties. Um, We've got some Q&A questions uh, that people on the Twitter that Toop has just advertised, which is at Five Star Pod. See, that's what you should have said, Doop, if you were a real host, but you're not. I'm learning. You're I'm learning. learning, man. Yeah, I'm okay, learning. this is how you learn. I'll learn on the job, son. Right. Uh, so, uh, Worst FM manager or uh, has uh, asked the question, what do you think the best thing at SI Games or SI underscore games if we're being pedantic could do in Football Manager 18 to attract a new audience to the game do you think they should slash will do anything you see I've 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 been of the view I mean I I didn't play FM 10 or 11 um, when the sort of the new tactics creator thing was brought in so I came in uh, in FM12, um, 
and the game was significantly different to the game that I'd left in FMO nine, and it was it was it was quite daunting to be honest with you. I mean, I had to, I spent hours reading on the SI forums, various different blogs. Um, I spent a long time reading up on on sort of how to get around the sort of the, the tactics creator and stuff like that, and. If I was a new player coming into it now, I, I it, well, it would just it would terrify me to be honest with you. Um, what they can do to counter that, I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously they've got the sort of the the kind of the simpler version, FM Touch and stuff like that. Um, but I genuinely think that people need to to sort of put in the research you know whether that's through youtube videos whether that's through twitch whether that's through blogs whether that's through forums um that's that's the best route of learning how to play the game it's very difficult because there's so many hardcore fans and i would hate to for them to make it a little bit this sounds really selfish i'd hate them to make it a little bit easier for for other players new players yet it ruins my experience where i like quite in depth um but yeah, I have to agree with Kurt. I, I couldn't give you an answer, but I, I I think something would need to be done because there's a lot of new people coming in, especially when we're streaming and somebody's like, oh, I haven't seen that screen before. What screen's that? How'd you get there? Um, so yeah, maybe just watch us all on Twitch and that's probably the best way to learn. <laughs> I mean, Matt, just give us a question again. I'm sure, was it about their promotion of the new game? Yeah, it was. Uh, what do yeah, you think just, the best thing SI Games could do in Football Manager 18 to attract a new audience to the game? So it's not necessarily right. about it being advertised. It's just yeah. maybe okay. a feature that might uh, drag more people to the game. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, obviously, it's a, it's a great game that all we all enjoy. But for this game to remain around, of course, it needs to be picking up fresh business. You know, fresh lambs to the slaughter, as it were. Fresh, fresh lambs to the biggest addiction they'll probably ever suffer in their lives. Um, and in an effort to do that, I think reaching out more socially with with not just the FM community as in us lot, you know, the guys who are creating content, but I just mean the community in general. You know, there's fans of the game. There's a lot of people who I, 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 I would say don't even know that there is a Twitch, uh, sorry, a Twitch, a Twitter community when it comes to Football Manager. You know, of of, of like minded people, and that is something that the Football Manager Twitter account, and that is something that Miles himself, this is something that could be promoted via them. I mean, of course, we could go down the line of content promotion would be good. I know there's licensing issues back and forth around that, but uh, promotions of the right content uh, via via social media, etc., would be good. But also the promotion of the Twitter community in general uh, via, via SI on their varying Twitter accounts could be a thing. But ultimately... <clears throat> SI won't be able to grow this game alone. You know, it's 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 the, it's everybody who's playing it in general, and as long as they're all playing it, and lo- as long as everybody's enjoying it, word of mouth, um, social media, it's it's something we really have to look at doing as a collective. Personally, I think I think that's that's the answer, isn't it? I think either whether they do it themselves or whether they get known content creators to do it for them. It's how-to guides, how-to guides, whether it be video, um, whether it be written format. I think they they need to start working with people um, or have a team themselves to to do that kind of thing and then 
possibly whether they build it into the game or whether they promote it outside of the game um i think that's that's the only way forward to do it uh, you know there's the, the, there's no manual for the game there's sort of tidbits yeah. of information there's little those little yellow circles with question marks and stuff like that but i think they just need to to work either more closely with with content creators or go down that route themselves Anyone else have anything else to add? Or is this, I think that's a fairly well-answered question, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one last up. quick one, then, unless Dave had anything to add. No, I think it more or less covered with uh, what you boys said, to be honest. Let's see. Teamwork makes the dream <laughs> work. Marvellous. As a quick, uh, I think it's a, a bit of personal one for the pod, really. Uh, how did you come up with the name Five Star Podcast? And that's from Tom Williams 04 at Bedford Willie. Um, is his Twitter handle. That's the only reason you picked it. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just Matt searching not. for Willie on Twitter. Is not uh, <laughs> just because I signed a player called Willie uh, at once and a player called Dix once. Well, I don't the- have a problem. Let's, let's not highlight this any further. Answer the question, I'll, people. I'll save you. I'll save you. So basically, um, actually, it's got to be thrown back to you, Matt, because it was actually your idea for the name. We did brainstorm quite a lot. Um, and we all come up with some good ideas and we all come up with some pretty terrible ones. More so mm-hmm. me coming up with terrible ones, to be honest. Um, but yeah, you, you, you were the, uh, the brain behind that, weren't you? I don't really want to take sole credit for it because we all, but you're going to. No, I'm not. We, we all, <laughs> we all had to come to a decision. So yeah, we, we all sort of had our little conversation going and suggested different names. I, I think it was a toss up between this and, and get stuck in. I think we both. Yeah. Well, I think we. It was sort of a quite a difficult one, but this probably related more to football manager, and that's. I think of, that's what we went for, really. Yeah. I think we sort of decided on a certain sort of time frame that we wanted to start our own sort of podcast, and we. The next step really was to think of a name, and we wanted to relate it to football manager somehow, and we had different football or FM related <coughs> names chucked in, and then. I think it was you, Matt, that suggested five star potential, and there was five of us at the time, so it sort of made sense because it all got added potential. up quite nicely. Yeah, some of the and other ones. What were it? Five at the back, uh, beyond outside, the byline, uh, beyond the byline, outside the box. What was that one? It was we were just basically any form of uh, very cliche football phrase that we can try and squeeze into. We tried that wasn't already used by someone else. So, very candid answer, I think, gents. We've been mm. very honest. We could have yeah. given away some of our creative, uh, <laughs> our creative yeah. ideas. I know we're going to see another a raft of football manager or just general football podcast rise up. Um, didn't we have that idea? Like, we Next did. One. Yeah. Welcome to five at the back. What's <laughs> <laughs> our idea? <laughs> well, if if we've managed to motivate some other people to to start a podcast even if it is by stealing our names then i think we've done a, a good turn um if you do want to ask us questions as to dupe has already said you can ask us on the twitter which is at five star pod there's uh, an or in if you want to ask one of us a question personally and we'll address it on the pod then all of our links will be uh, in the description of the podcast as well don't forget, this is a WeStream FM production, so you must go ahead and join the WeStream FM Discord server. It's a little community that, I say little, it's getting quite large now that we're trying to grow between ourselves. It's for creators, 
viewers and anyone who loves football manager we we love a good old tactics chat in there so join up um all of the links for the discord all of the links for the pod all of the links for our twitters and twitches and everything else youtube or whatever create content creator related will be all in the description of the pod so don't forget to check that out um so i suppose before we go i should let you all plug your stuff um starting with mr tobes where can people find you uh, yeah, you can find me at Teach FM on YouTube, uh, Teach underscore underscore FM on Twitter, and Teach Live on Twitch. Marvellous. Dav as a party. Yeah, I am Dave as a party FM on, uh, what am I, on Twitch and Twitter, and Dave as a party on YouTube. Marveloso. Dupe Inator. I, I used that last time, so I figured <laughs> I'd use it again. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter at FatmanDoop. I, I got told off last week for downgrading my, my YouTube, so go check it out because it's amazing. There we go. Nothing by, like a perbole, but um, Kurt Dog. <laughs> um, go to a social media website, type in Kurt FM. If I'm if I'm not there, then uh, then then it's let a rubbish know. social media <laughs> network uh, website. Yeah, or let me know. Um, but yeah, Curti FM on most things. Bebo, I was about to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's What's comments like that that make you sound like you're on our side, Matt. <laughs> Just gonna I go to Bebo. I finally justified myself. Brilliant. Just heading and to Bebo now. By the time the pod is out, he'll be ready. I found you on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, before the blue starts any further, uh, you can find me on uh, One True Nerd UK on Twitter and YouTube and One True Nerd on Twitch. So, if you've enjoyed the pods, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars is obviously the only way because we are five-star potential. If you're a SoundCloudite, then do drop us a follow. You'll get notified of when we next upload a pod. This has been Five Star Potential, a WeStream FM production, and we'll see you all next week. Say ta folks. Bye. Sure, I'll see you later. Bye.